This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Holdish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and on my blog, The Whole Dish at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. It's been a couple of weeks since I posted a new podcast because I was off on an adventure camping that started sort of midweek before Memorial Day and went through the long holiday weekend. So there were a number of meals that we needed to account for, I think maybe seven dinners, seven or eight, and prep, of course, that I had to do ahead of time to have that quantity of food on hand and a menu plan, of course, for primarily our dinners, but breakfast and lunches as well with my two boys who are six and four and my husband who prefers to have hearty and tasty meals while camping um definitely more than a can of beans and some hot dogs or else in his opinion what's the point so i plan a pretty wide variety of items spaghetti meatballs or something i like to do I also typically plan on a chili of some kind. We've done tacos. And one of the things I really focus on are things that can be prepared ahead and frozen because it cuts down on prep time out in the field using camp fuel, which I like to try to keep to a minimum. And of course, who wants to spend, you know, all of their vacation cooking? Although I did make an argument in this week's column in the Mail Tribune food section a la carte that camping and or other vacations, at least where you have access to a kitchen and you're preparing your own meals, maybe the most time you have to cook all year and can actually produce some of the best meals your family might eat all year. It's just a matter of how you think about it. One of our favorite meals that I highlighted in that column, which can be found at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash food, is fried rice on the griddle. This quickly became one of our favorites after my husband bought a Blackstone portable griddle several years ago to take on camping trips. And these camping trips often involve a group of families with lots of kids. Maybe there's, you know, 12 to 15 people to cook for. And we have a large griddle that's probably somewhere in the neighborhood of four feet by two feet. And then we have a smaller portable version that we took with us. It was more kind of like half that size, maybe two by two. I don't know the exact dimensions of their product specs, but there's a lot of information about Blackstone, which is the brand that we like online. And my husband started researching them after looking into grills, the best portable grills for taking on camping trips and found a blog basically making the case for a griddle over a grill. You know, that if you think you want a grill, get a griddle and it'll do more. And I think we've definitely found that to be the case. It has more surface area. It can heat up hotter and the food actually doesn't have as much tendency to stick as it gets seasoned on that surface area. And of course, you're not sort of flirting with things falling down through the grates as well. That's another thing that is always a little precarious about grill cooking 
when you have foods of variable size, particularly like little lake trout that we've been catching. And it's also easier to clean up in my mind than a grill, you know, with, with its kind of wires that you have to get all the way around, you know, griddle very easy while it's still hot to just scrape all the food off of the surface with actually a hardware store spackling knife or, or putty knife is what we like to use with um, sort of a really thin, almost sharp metal edge to it. In fact, I think my husband might have even sharpened it up. And it works great both for getting underneath food and turning it and cleaning at the very end. It's just a great all-around tool and one that people who use griddles on a very regular basis professionally recommend as well. We've also found that um, inexpensive sort of restaurant grade spatulas um, that can be picked up online or at restaurant supply stores. And they're used for grill cooking, basically line cooking in a lot of restaurants are very, very handy as well. And they just have a very, very thin um, surface that slides really nicely under food and they're sort of flexible a little bit but pretty sturdy construction as most things made for the restaurant industry are so those are two tools that are pretty indispensable if you are maybe considering looking at a griddle to use for your outdoor cooking and again I I can't speak highly enough of them particularly when you're preparing something like fried rice I've also done kind of a version of succotash on our our griddle with some corn sliced off the cob and some steamed new potatoes, some shrimp and um, onion, bell pepper, that sort of thing that also has gone over really well with some of the families that we camp with. And, and everyone kind of tends to rotate nights that they cook and you sort of cook for the whole group. And then you don't have to bring food for a ton of meals, just um, you know one dinner in particular and then you get to to share in the food that everyone else has brought as well. That was not the case over Memorial Day weekend. It was just my family camping, so I had to account for all of our dinners. And as I mentioned, one of the things that I like to do is do a lot of the prep ahead of time. And this fried rice dish is perfect for that because I like to use brown rice because it holds up better just in general, being manipulated on the griddle um, while it's you know, been frozen and thawed out. It freezes really well. And it's just more wholesome. You know, you you get a little bit more nutrition out of it. And I think the texture is really, really nice in this fried rice dish. The other thing that I do is freeze the meat that we're going to use ahead of time in the marinade. That's most often chicken. And I use boneless, skinless chicken thighs for this. And I have sort of a favorite marinade that I've actually posted this blog um, first back in 2017, August 15th, 2017. And I was blogging basically about cooking at our campsites on the griddle and citing this Korean style marinade as sort of one of the essential ingredients of, of our fried rice. And I will get into that recipe here in a few minutes. It's very simple and has a just a ton of flavor with fresh ginger, garlic, of course, classic ingredients, but also some grated onion and some 
grated apple or pear, which give it a nice little sweet note along with some brown sugar. And that, those just kind of disintegrate into the sauce, particularly after it's been frozen. So the rice and the meat, of course, are the two main components. I also like to include some bacon because bacon is sort of a staple of our camping trips as well. It keeps really well. It's really versatile, you know, super, super easy to cook at the campsite, cooks quickly. You can use it for breakfast, lunch, dinner. You know, it does multi-duty among many meals. And fried rice is certainly one of those. And I like having the fat to incorporate as well. The fat to saute the vegetables, the added flavor, and, you know, just rendering the bacon, removing the crisped, you know, meat actually off the griddle and then proceeding to cook in the fat. For vegetables, I try to go with what's seasonal. I mentioned in my column, if it's summer, of course, sweet corn off the cob is really lovely. I also like summer squash, eggplant from the garden, certainly. I tend to really favor snow peas. And of course, those are something we grow in our garden that are just starting to come on this time of year. But they should be used up within a couple of days. So if you have a long camping trip plan, like ours was a week, those may not hold up quite as well. Although, of course, garden produce does tend to hold up much, much longer. Or produce that is locally grown that you've purchased at a farmer's market compared with what you would find in the supermarket. The fresh snow peas in supermarket produce sections often are pretty sad looking even during the season. Of course, frozen can be a good alternative. And if you are planning on bringing your a lot of your ingredients frozen anyway, like I do, and part of that is just to facilitate the advanced preparation, you know, as much as a week ahead of time, so I don't have to worry about it at the last minute. The other aspect of that, of course, is keeping your cooler cold, everything to the correct temperature. Bringing frozen ingredients really, really helps with that, particularly as the summer starts to heat up. We camp pretty much every year at Lake Shasta, of course, which is infamous for 100 degree temperatures and the cooler starts to warm up really quickly. So having all your ingredients frozen when you start out can be a big help. As far as vegetables go, when the temperatures do start to get on the warm side, certainly things that are really perishable aren't going to be as sturdy in this sort of situation as things that travel tend to travel a little bit better. Cabbage is a good example. I like to bring cabbage for this because it will definitely hold up and keep just there, you know, nicely on the top of the cooler without getting frozen and certainly, you know, resists wilting if you have to keep it out at room temperature. Carrots, of course, another good one. Broccoli does pretty well. Also, you know, any anything in the root vegetable family, any of those cruciferous vegetables tend to, to hold up. And of course, eggs are another, I think, pretty indispensable ingredient of fried rice. I, I can't really call a dish fried rice unless it has some scrambled eggs. So of course I bring eggs. And again, those are something that we tend to have on hand anyway, multi-purpose between our meals, breakfast, certainly. They're easy, again, cook easily, cook effortlessly on the griddle. And they just really, really make this dish. So I described starting by rendering down some bacon. And I typically figure on about a half a pound of bacon 
per four servings of rice or so. You know, you could you could do a little less depending on how much meat you like. You could, you know, cook a little bit more and have it for sandwiches the next morning. The quantities are a little bit flexible. You have to do sort of some figuring in your head. I tend to start with the rice and go from there. And the sort of baseline for that is about a half a cup cooked rice per person is a serving. And then, of course, you're bulking that up with vegetables and meat and, you know, the egg. And that's kind of growing exponentially on the plate. So start with the rice. And, of course, a serving of meat is three to four ounces. And as I mentioned in my column, if you're feeling generous, that's a pound of meat for a family of four, not including the bacon. I mean, by the time you've added the bacon, everyone is getting a lot of protein it's, it's along with the egg. So this is very, very satisfying, protein-rich dish. I did start with about a pound, maybe a pound and a quarter of, of boneless, skinless chicken thighs, and I mixed up my Korean style marinade with the intent to freeze the chicken in the marinade. It makes it really, really simple when it comes time to cook it because you just dump the whole bag onto the griddle and the marinade makes the sauce. It's perfectly safe. It's been frozen, which prohibits bacterial growth. It hits the griddle hot, which you know, as well as going to take care of bacteria, as long as you're reasonably assured it's been in that safe zone under 40 degrees in your cooler the entire time. A good indicator is it's maybe still a little bit icy. It's still a little bit slushy. Um, I'm always really pleased when I see that that's the case because I know it's at a safe temperature. And then, of course, when it hits the griddle, just, you know, all steams up and, and very, very quickly cooks. The recipe that I use, I have said in my blog, is, a, is about the right quantity for approximately three pounds of meat. I, you know, reduced this for my family of four for that pound of meat, but I'm just going to give the original recipe right now for Korean style marinade. And it calls for soy sauce, brown sugar, garlic, ginger, sesame oil, onion, um, white, red, or yellow, doesn't really matter. And an apple or a pear, about half an apple or pear. This is a good use for, you know, now we're getting into the season when apples and pears have been stored for a really long time. They're maybe not at their prime eating condition. So to use them in something like this, if you happen to have them on hand, is nice. And the final ingredient is ground black pepper. So start by combining, and I just do this in a Ziploc bag so I can put the cut up chicken thighs just right into the bag and put it right in the freezer. So preferably mix it up with that. If you're going to cook this at home, you know, any kind of shallow dish, preferably one with a lid where you can marinate is what you want to mix this up in. One cup soy sauce. I like to use tamari sauce because it's wheat free and tends to have a, a more intense flavor, just a more pure flavor. One third cup brown sugar four garlic cloves that have been peeled and minced, two tablespoons of peeled and minced fresh ginger. And I love the quantity in this recipe because you get some like some nice like, bites of ginger in the finished dish. A tablespoon of sesame oil, four ounces of onion that's been grated, and that's about half of an onion. Peel it first, of course. And two ounces 
apple or pear that have been grated. And, and, you know, the large holes on a box grater actually work surprisingly well for this if you've never tried to grate an onion or grate apple or pear. Two ounces is about half an apple or pear. And ground black pepper. Make sure that you are combining all that with one cup water. I forgot to thin the recipe with water. Actually, I was had a lot to do and was getting distracted. And so it will be very salty if you're not um, diluting those flavors with some water. And if you're leaving the chicken in the marinade, of course, for a long period of time, the longer you leave it in, and we cooked our fried rice at the end of our camping trip, so it had been in the marinade a really long time, of course, that meat is just going to soak it all up, and, and the meat itself is going to be salty. So I learned I would prefer to not add the entire bag, the contents of the entire bag to the griddle all at once and just kind of add the solid meat and then add sauce as I need it just to safeguard against it being a little too salty, which we did find that on this trip. And of course, the bacon is salty. You're going to have other salty components. And everyone's palate is a little bit different. Some people are really sensitive to that. On some palates, this may be exactly what they're looking for. But you, of course, you can always add more sauce. It's pretty hard to take it away once you've stirred it all into the rice. So if you're using this for a marinade at home, Korean style marinade, marinate the items to be grilled or griddled for about an hour beforehand. A little longer is fine. Um, if you're not getting it right into the freezer for use as I've suggested, or you know, just down the road in your own home, stash away some things in the freezer sort of for last minute entertaining. I mean, this works well for that too during grilling season. Probably don't want to marinate this overnight because again, the chicken is going to soak up a lot of that. And chicken I find does tend to get a little bit mealy if it's in a marinade for, you know, an entire day. So I would kind of err on the side of a little less marinating for this one. And of course, it can be used as a sauce, reduced in a saucepan, allowed to come up to a boil for several minutes, and it can be reduced to the desired consistency. It's nice to whisk in a tablespoon or so of butter, and that makes two cups of Korean-style marinade, which is a great way to infuse flavor into fried rice, whether you're making it at home, making it in an outdoor setting on a portable griddle. You can even pull this off on a nice cast iron skillet over a camp stove. It's one of my family's favorite ways to eat well in the outdoors during the summertime. And you can find more about my ideas for outdoor cooking and eating in my current column for the Meal Tribune. And that's it. Mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash food. And the column is the same name as my blog, The Whole Dish. Thank you for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.